0: Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Her Daily Grace podcast, where we talk about real life, God's daily grace, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at Her Daily Grace Official. Also, check out my website, JennyMeyer.com, as it is my mission to help women find a peace in the quiet as they rest into who God has called them to be. Now let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today's topic is one that I think all of us need to hear right now. The title is, You Were Made for This Moment of Darkness. And I think we all could use the reminder that God picked us to be alive during these dark days that we're living in. He picked us to be the light, to be his light, if we are willing to submit to him. God picks the most unlikeliest heroes, and today on this podcast, I want to talk about two of the Old Testament heroes. In my mind, they're heroes. So let's dive right in. The first one I want to talk about is David, King David. So David, to make a long story short, if you want to read about his life, you can go check out First and Second Samuel, and that gives you his life and his um reign as king how he got there what happened he had lots of ups and downs but he started off as the the smallest the youngest boy in this family he was a shepherd boy he was out tending his flocks when his father called him in because Samuel the prophet was there and God told Samuel go go here, go to this family, and I will tell you who I want as the next king of Israel. And so Samuel gets there, and he's looking at all these boys, and, and God's telling, nope, nope, that's not it, even though in Samuel's mind, he was going to pick like the oldest, because that's what was accustomed um, in that day. And God tells him no. So Samuel asked the dad, hey, do you have any other other sons. And so his dad calls him in from the field and Samuel then anoints, anoints him. And shortly after that, to make a long story short, David then kills Goliath with a stone. He was bringing food out to his brothers in the battlefield and he ends up being the one who kills Goliath with a single stone. And this is a giant that their current king, which was Saul at the time, couldn't even face. And Saul was actually big. He was tall. You would think that he should have been out there on the battlefield with his um, with his warriors, with the men, with the men of Israel at that time. But David, this little young teenager shepherd boy, goes out there to kill the giant, to face the giant. So God used this teenager at the time to do the job, to get it done. And you can see in 1 Samuel 19 that Saul... Again, the current king of Israel then turns on David, even though David helped him win the war against Palestine, even though David was um, a a wonderful musician that would come and play, play the harp for Saul when he was worked up. Um, And so Saul comes after David. He turns on him and David is on the run. He at that time was married to Saul's daughter and goes. And so David's on the run. Saul's men come after him. And we actually see in Psalm 59. So I encourage you to read that full Psalm 59. And you can see that during this time when Saul's guys are coming after David when I mean, it's dark in his life at that point, right? The king of Israel is coming after you, and wants to kill you. And you can see in Psalm 59 that David is worshiping during that time. David is worshiping God and again I encourage you to read the whole chapter but I'm going to go down to verse 16. 16 and 17 it's the very end of the chapter. It says, "But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning, for you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress." Oh my strength I will sing praises to you for God is my stronghold the God who shows me loving kindness This chapter just amazes me and I've been studying the Old Testament lately um goodness for I'd say probably the past 6 months and um just got through 1st and 2nd Samuel so this story is so fresh to me but to see David's words and his song to God when he is literally in a dark, dark time of his life, when the king is coming after him, when he wants to to kill him. Yet David is praising. So David is literally surrendering his life to God and God is providing, God is protecting. And so that leads me to a question that we need to ask ourselves often are we worshiping during the storm that we currently live in are we worshiping are we turning this this dark time and our distress to worship to worship god it's just a great question to continually ask ourselves and looking back to david as we continue on with david's life We see that he has his ups and downs, and yes, he sins greatly. He struggled just like any of us, but he was one of the greatest kings of Israel of all time, and God made him. If we look at the bigger picture, God made David for this moment in time because he knew David would follow him, because he knew David would worship him, and God used David to help his people. He used him during during a crazy time in Israel's history and it's just amazing to see how God uses the most unlikeliest people and you can see it so much throughout all of scripture but bringing it back to like current day we have to trust that we were made. We were born to be alive during this time for a reason. And we need to find out what that reason is. And the only way we can find out is going to God and surrendering, which I'll talk about a little bit more in just a second. But the second um, story I want to talk about is Gideon. So looking at Gideon, his story doesn't take up a ton of space in the Bible like David's did, but you can find it in Judges um, I believe it's chapter 6, 7, and 8 are kind of his story. So he was the fifth judge of Israel. And you can see a conversation between Gideon and the Lord in Judges chapter 6, um, verses 12 through 18. And I want to read that just really quick for you. So this is Judges 6, 12 through 18. It says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. Then Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened to us? Now, at that time, they were under wicked rule. They were being oppressed. So that's why Gideon's asking that. He says, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles with our, which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord looked at him and said, go in this, your strength, go in this, your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? He said to him, O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest of my father's house. But the Lord spoke to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat Midian as one man. So Gideon said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who speak to me please do not depart from here until I come back to you and bring out my offering and lay it before you. And he said, I will remain until you return. So Gideon was the youngest in a family, which we can see, which his family was the least in Manasseh. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Forgive me of any of my um, trying to pronounce the Old Testament words. It It is tough for me. But God used Gideon to deliver Israel. And if you jump over to chapter seven, you see that he was preparing for battle and he had 32,000 men with him. 32,000 men to go to battle and doing what God called him to do to um, take over Midian, right? To deliver Israel. However, God said that that's too many people. And ultimately, God had Gideon choose 300 men out of that 32,000. That is roughly 1%. Could you imagine going into a battle with 1% of what you thought you had available to you with only 300 people? And the reason, the more and more I read God's word and the more I study this is the reason God did that is because he wants people to see that it's him. He chooses the most unlikely heroes and people to do his work that way. When they win, like they did here, everyone knows that it's God who did it. That it wasn't by the strength of man. It wasn't by the strength of the army, because they only had 300 people. It was God. He wants to be the one receiving the glory. And so it may look crazy to us. It may look crazy to you with how God wants to use you during this time in history, but he has a plan and it's all for his glory. And he He can do that. He can do that in our lives. And we really just have to understand that we were made for this moment that we are living in despite how scary it is. You were made for this moment of darkness because God is by your side, just like he used Gideon, a young boy who ended up delivering Israel into peace for 40 years. He reigned as a judge in Israel for 40 years, and they were in living in peace. I mean, doesn't that sound amazing right now? It sounds so amazing to me right now we have to understand that God can change the entire world with just a few people, just like he did with Gideon's army. There are so many examples throughout the whole Bible. I mean, if you look at Esther, you look at Paul, you look at Mary, Jesus's mom, all of these people. I mean, I could go on and on. God picked all of these people to be born when they were. And just like he picked you to be alive during the times that we're currently in for a reason every story in the bible is for a reason and we need to learn from that that god has us here for a reason despite us being scared despite us questioning and saying oh my goodness like could i have been born 100 years ago or whatever like everything that that's going through our minds and the anxiety that comes with it, the fear that's been pushed down our throats the past couple of years. He has a plan and a purpose for us, even when it's hard to understand. And as we go through this storm of life right now, we have to trust and believe that God will use us, but he will only use us if we are willing to submit to him. In um, 2 Timothy, which is Paul's second letter to Timothy, as as the time was drawing near to the time of Paul's death. So he is writing to Timothy and in chapter four of second Timothy verses one through eight, I want to, I want to read this real quick for you. It says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word Be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, extort, and with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you... Be sober in all things. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So, what Paul is saying to Timothy here, he's preaching to us too. I mean, verse 3 For the time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. We are living in this time. What a time to be alive. And I hear so many people say that that phrase all the time, but really think about it. We are living in prophetic times. So again, that was Second Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 8, and in verse 8, He talks about this crown of righteousness. There is a righteous crown waiting for those who pursue a righteous life and who pursue Jesus. I I know that I want that crown, right? When we get to heaven, I hope that you want that crown too. But are you using this time that we're living in to pursue Jesus even more and to submit to what he is calling you to do, whatever that may be? Because it's going to look different for each and every one of us. He has a different plan for each of us. But understand that we are living in the times that Paul was writing to Timothy. We're living in those times. Hebrews 5, 7 even says that in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and he was heard because of his reverence because of his reverence even jesus had to submit to the will of god even when when he was crying out and and literally the tears flowing he knew that god could save him from his death but he was crying out to god and he was heard so his prayers were heard because of his reverence Because of his reverent submission, he was submitting to God. And we need to ask ourselves if we are submitting to God's will. But because he he, literally, I cannot emphasize this enough, ladies, he has us alive during these times for a reason. Even if we don't want to believe it, he wants to use us if we are willing So I would highly recommend praying. Spend time in prayer. Are you praying for clarity? And ask yourself, are your prayers being heard? Are they being answered? Or are you just praying when you need something? We are told to pray without ceasing. And if the past 18 months have taught us anything, it should be that prayer changes everything. We need to be praying daily, not just when we need something. And I know sometimes it's hard to pray when you don't know what to pray. And that's okay. And, and tell God that. Tell him like, hey, I don't know what to pray. It seems like this world is, is a mess and falling apart. I don't know what to pray. Tell him that. Don't just pray when you need something. Pray daily. There are so many things being thrown at us right now. And some of you have to make the choice of whether to get a shot in your body or lose your job. Some of you have to make the choice to keep your kids in public school or or possibly homeschool, which may mean that you have to leave your job as well. The world as we know it is has changed and is constantly changing. The enemy is not hiding anymore and he is trying to get us to bow down. He is trying to get us to bow down to him, to culture, to those around us just like in the days of Daniel. But what happens if you don't bow down? It seems like right now, just like in the book of Daniel, that we'll be thrown into the fire. That's what it feels like, whether it's a literal fire or a figurative fire. We are going to be thrown into the fire if we don't bow down. However, I want you to ask yourself, what does God do in the fire? When we are in the fire, what does God do? He refines He provides and he never leaves us because when you are weak, when I am weak, he is strong. If you truly knew and believed who is backing you, you'd have the confidence to get through any storm, to get through this chaos Right now, that's happening in our world, not just our country, but our entire world. If you knew the angels that were surrounding you when you submit to God and when you're doing his will, you would be able to face any giant that came your way. God does not eliminate the trials from our lives like we wish that he would take them away. he I, I know that i I pray all the time like, Lord, just take this away like fix our country, fix our world, bring people back to you. But he will not eliminate trials from our lives. He won't. But he does say that he will never leave us as we are going through those. If God is for you, who could be against you? Trust that you were made for this moment, that he has a purpose for you at this very moment in this crazy, crazy world. But you have to willingly submit to it. Trust that these hard times we are living through are for a reason. And even though it's hard in the moment, we have a purpose through it. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4 says, which is one of the hardest like passages for me, but it says, consider it all joy, my brothers. When you can encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I don't know about you, but my faith has been tested so much the past couple of years, but with each test, I have come out stronger God has used these trials to refine me. And I know he is using your trials to refine you. And many of us are going through the same stuff right now with this world. And we need to come together as the body of Christ and use each other as support as well. So I I love doing these Bible studies like I've been doing with, um, With ladies, we are going through um, Spiritual Warfare is Real by Jim Simbala right now. And it is so good to be able to talk to other women, like minded women that we're all going through the same stuff and to have the support system to know that that we're praying for each other and always pointing us back to trust God during these times and always telling each other that you've got this, just get back in the word, pray, I'll pray for you, whatever it is, having that support system. So I highly encourage you to get a support support system if you haven't already, if you don't have a support system. Um, if you are looking for something, feel free to email me. Um, I would love to chat with you and and pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, please never hesitate to send an email to me. All the information is in the, the show notes on this podcast. But overall, ladies, trust God during these times and trust that you were made for this very moment in time, this very moment of darkness that we feel like is never going to lift. You were made because God knew that you could you could do it. He knew that that you had it in you if you lean on him. I cannot emphasize that enough. We have to lean on him and we have to trust God. We have to submit to his will. So I hope that this spoke to one of you ladies who are who are listening to this. Um, as always, please reach out if you have any questions at all. And remember that you were made for this, just like all of the, the heroes of the Bible, they were made for that moment of time. And if you are looking for a place to start in the Bible, reach out. Um, I'd love to share some resources with you. So anyways, ladies, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will chat with you next time.